0: a few minutes that has um, been sort of uh, running around my mind this week um, about this service. It comes from Proverbs, and there's very lots of different translations of this verse, but I've picked out the two that I like uh, the most in the sense of uh, talking about vision. So from the Message uh, Bible, if people can't see what God is doing, they stumble over themselves. But when they attend to what he reveals... They are most blessed. And then from the New King James Version, just that one about they stumble over themselves. Without vision, the people perish. Now, we know that a vision comes from God. And revelation comes from God. And things happen to people or a people or a church when they get gripped by a vision. Things happen when a person, or a people, or a church have an encounter with the living God. They are never the same again. So, how do you get vision? Well, I don't. I don't actually believe you get vision. I think vision gets you. And what changes the world and, cha- and brings God's kingdom? First and foremost is an encounter with the living God. To be arrested as it were. Turned around. Upside down. Inside out. Whether it's a dramatic encounter with God. A kind of the Apostle Paul on the Damascus Road. Or whether it's just a gradual ever deepening commitment. An encounter with God changes us. Throughout the Bible we see that. One day Moses Moses, who, who ran away, was tending his sheep and suddenly he saw a burning bush that wasn't burning. It got his attention. God got his attention and he had an encounter with the living God. And his, and his life was never the same again and God gave him a mission. One day there was a prophet Isaiah who was worshipping in the temple. It was a crucial time for, for the land and the people of God. And he caught a vision because the king had just died and people were in mourning. But he caught a vision of the real king. And God gave him a mission. An encounter with God gives us mission. Gives us something to live for. One day, some ordinary fishermen from the area of Galilee met a man called Jesus. And he said to them, come follow me. I'll make you fishers of people. And their lives were never the same again. They spent three years with Jesus. They walked and talked with Jesus. They began to realize that this man, this preacher, this rabbi was not just an ordinary man, but he was God in the flesh. And they saw him crucified and their world was turned upside down, shattered, And then they met him again, risen from the dead. And they watched him ascend back into heaven from where he had come. And heard his promise that he would come back. And in that time, he gave them a mission. A commission. And we have those eyewitness accounts written for us in the Bible. People who were there. John who was there. Matthew who was there. Peter, who who told Mark all that Jesus had done, Mark wrote it down. They were there. Eyewitness accounts of all that Jesus said and did. We have it for us. God has got a book out. And we ought to read it. And from those early disciples in Jerusalem, the church just spread with the good news of Jesus. And here we are. 2019, the Church of Jesus Christ meeting in Chipping Camden in the school hall because we have had a vision of Jesus. And we are not the same. That has happened throughout church history. Paul, I've mentioned on the Damascus Road, had an encounter with God and his life was never the same again. And throughout church history, whether it be the Reformation of Martin Luther or great revivalists of John Wesley and others, to ordinary christians who you'd never have heard about people like john dober and david nichman you've probably heard me mention them t- before two christian men who heard about a community of slaves in the west indies 3000 slaves on an island who had no church witness no witness to jesus They had a vision of Jesus. They sold themselves into slavery on that island so that they could be a living witness to the Lord Jesus Christ. Something happens to people when they have an encounter with Jesus that transforms their lives. Doesn't always have to be that dramatic, but that encounter with God changes everything. And we have had that here. When we talk about the story of this church and... The ups and downs and, you know, when it closed and then God brought a, a Richie Irvin to come and reopen the church. And they built the church building on the high street. And the church was revived again and then it ebbed and flowed. And then in the sort of 70s, late 60s, 70s, it got really low again. Just a few members in the church gathering. And then God breathed new life to people who were hungry for him. And here we are today. Seen God move in our midst so that we've been able to plant two churches there from just a few handful of people gathering. And uh, Alice Benfield, uh, when I used to chat with her, told me the story of that one evening service when things were really low. And she gathered with just two others in the back hall just to pray because they weren't going to have a service that night, but just to pray. And now across this morning, there are over 500 people gathering in three congregations because they prayed. Because those who came after prayed and those who came after had that same vision of God. And that's the vision that we carry. And all that you see around you this Vision Sunday come out of people hatching a vision of God. What, what has God placed on our hearts whether it be the food bank or the Renew Cafe or the TLG or the Reaching the Nations or, you know, street pastoring. What, all of the things that we're displaying this morning comes out of a vision of Jesus. And seeking to make him known in so many different ways. And we're privileged to be part of that together. Vision always leads to mission. And each one of us are playing our part whether we're involved in the different groups, if you'd like to be involved, please do uh, talk to those people who are here and just say, yeah, I'd like to be involved with that. But maybe something that God puts on your heart or maybe just where you are, just being a witness to Jesus. You're being salt and light where you are. It's been such a joy um, the last eight weeks to, to be taking the Alpha course, our 50th Alpha course. And um, it's been a real privilege because we've seen God at work. Please do keep inviting people, never stop, never give up, even if you 've invited them again and again and again. Keep inviting them because we see God move on that course and it 's been a real joy we 're looking forward as well um, to a new initiative in stowe and we 've got the go ahead from rural ministries now and ourselves and Stowe, just waiting for the Southern counties Baptist Association um, but from September, we're hoping to have a missional listener in place in Stowe. And Stowe has been on many of our hearts for many years. And the church there, has, has, they're celebrating today their 359th anniversary, the Baptist Church. But they've got down to just a couple of people now, just a handful of people. And they're recognizing that something new has to begin. And in many ways... You only get a resurrection after a death, don't you? And Joy, a diamond who would be with us, but she's been uh, in the prison this morning, in a, in a good sense. She's been part, part of our prison ministry. Um, we're seeking to appoint her as the missional listener who will live in Stowe, listen to the community, listen to what God is doing. And maybe start some initiatives, not church as, as we would imagine church to be, but maybe some of the things that we've seen today might be appropriate for Stowe, just to draw people in and say, look, we want to serve you. We, we want to get involved with what God is doing here. And with a longer-term goal of planting and establishing um, a church that will be for everybody. So please pray about that as we look forward. Just wanted to, Kate, um, if you ever heard Kate talk about TLG, you can't shut her up. So she's not here this morning. So we've got Karen, who's just going to say a word about TLG, because this is so encouraging that we've been part of it. And I met with the regional uh, team leader of TLG, and uh, he was so encouraged by what God has been doing in this area. So just, I asked Karen just for a short testimony about TLG. It
1: must be something about TLG. You can't shut up once you know about it. Um... It stands for Transforming Lives for Good and it is an early intervention uh, program that has been going now for 20 years with fantastic proven results. Uh, It's when a child uh, is flagged up that is no longer coping with school. Uh, It can be a change in circumstances, bereavement, um, poverty, abuse, being put in care, It can be lacking in confidence, no positive role model, all sorts of reasons. But if that child is not coping, it will have a huge impact on their education. And this is what TLG has been set up to do. By uh, training and equipping coaches to go into schools on the school's invitation uh, to be with one child for one hour a week for one school year. The difference is absolutely phenomenal that can happen because an adult can spend time with that child one-to-one. Very often it's the only hour of the week that that child spends with an adult one-to-one. The hour is spent uh, doing fun things, sharing, primarily listening, talking, talking, talking openly and honestly about perhaps things that can't be spoken out in school or at home for different reasons. TLG has fantastic resources. They appreciate that coaches' time is also very important and don't want those coaches have to spend a lot of time looking for the best resources to deliver good coaching to that child. What I found staggering when I first heard about TLG is the number of children excluded from school every year. Something like nearly 380,000 throughout the UK. And of those in the counties that are close to us, which is Gloucestershire, Warwickshire, Oxfordshire, over 2,500 primary age children are excluded every year. How a child of seven who has that label slapped on them, you're a failure, we can't cope with you, goes forward in life is just mind-blowing. I was saying to Jan this morning, talking about the prison ministry, um, something like 89% of 16 and under young offenders have been excluded from school at some point. It's not rocket science what happened there. Now, the schools used to do this beautifully. They've been stretched thin on resources and there's not the time in the timetable or people available to do that one-to-one support. But if a child can be captured early, and I use the word child, it means primary age, secondary age, just somebody taking interest, caring, supporting, encouraging, having a positive message for them, that it gives them a hope and a future. Invariably, if a child is not coping in school, there are also issues and difficulties at home. And then that family and that family unit is also in real need of caring and support from us as a church community. I've mentioned the resources that TLG have. We have a limitless resource that possibly other educational institutions don't have, and that is prayer. Pray for the child. Pray for the family. Pray for the school. Have a good prayer partner that can offer you that support, encouragement as well. And what God can do with that one hour a week, with that one child in one year, is just extraordinary. So it is transforming lives for good. I can't speak highly enough of it. It's just a privilege to be involved.
0: Thanks, Karen. Thank you. My original thought when we were thinking of Vision Sunday was to have every table represented share something, and then I realized we would be here till the evening service. (laughs) So that's why we've put the tables out, so that you can just have a look and inquire. And just wanted to uh, highlight one just as an example of what God is doing amongst us through us as we serve Jesus together. And I want us to just come back to worship. So Phil's going to uh, come and lead us. And to have a time where we can just spend time with God. Because what I said earlier about vision being born out of encounters with God, one of the ways that we can have that encounter with God is in worship. When we sing out our faith, when we sing these songs, we're expressing our faith. But we're also... um, the Holy Spirit is beginning to move amongst us because he delights in worship. He delights when we lift Jesus up, when we exalt the Father and we call on his name. And so this morning, we just want to have a time where we can worship together. Feel free to sit, stand, however you want to. If during the worship time, you just want to come out to the front and just for someone to pray for you, just to pray a blessing over you, that we don't need explanations or anything like that. We just want to just ask God to just, by his Holy Spirit, just to meet you. If you just have... A need, or if you don't have a need and you just want someone to pray with you, just come stand at the front during the worship time, and we'll be people on hand just to to look out and we we'll just come and stand with you and pray with you. We want to have an encounter with Jesus this morning. We want to experience His love and His presence, and He is here and He loves each one of us. So let's just pray together. Uh, let's stand. I'll pray and then fill all leaders in our time. Thank you. For